You know, one, one of the things, again, I like about the Psalms, it, it addresses yung misconception that, that many people have. You know, we have, we have this misconception about, about having a relationship with Christ that's all just about fun and blessings. Yan. Kapag kristyano ka, dapat nakangiti ka lagi. Kapag kristyano ka, masaya ka dapat. Kapag malungkot ka, hindi ka dapat ganun, masaya ka dapat. And that's a, you know, that's a gross misconception because when we do that separation, when we do that dichotomy, you know, we tend to separate worship and having a difficult time in your life. Okay? Let me repeat that. When we, when we think that being a Christian is just positive thinking and having, being happy and having a blessed life, we separate worship and the reality of the difficult experiences in our lives. And so what happens is that we cannot put them together. Ang nangyayari is, if you don't feel like worshiping, if, if, if you're going through a difficult time, you will say, I am not able to worship today. How can I worship God when I'm going through a dark moment in my life? When, you know, you're struggling with depression or anxiety, if you experience a loss of a family member or, or a friend or a loved one or a relative, if you got fired from a job that you really like, if you, you know, if you feel like, you know, you've been praying and praying doesn't really work anymore, or you don't even sense the presence of God. How can you worship? How can you even go to church when you're, when you're going through difficult times like that? This week, one of, one of our pastors from CRC went home to be with the Lord, uh, si Pastor Eli Mirasol. There was a brain tumor in, 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 um, that was he's being operated. So matagal, it's been a struggle in his life. So uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, two days ago, it was announced that he went home to be with the Lord. Uh, it was announced by his wife. And I'm just imagining what kind of worship service they will have today. Now, what kind of worship will the shepherd, uh, shepherd's flock have this morning when their pastor went home to be with the Lord? How difficult it is for, for us to worship when one of our elders, you know, went home to be with the Lord. And uh, we've been praying for Pastor Ver, Bernardino, uh, Pastor Nomer's brother, so he's been struggling with colon cancer. And Pastor San updated us earlier today that there's a brain tumor naman that's, that's diagnosed sa kanya. So it's a difficult time for, for these churches to hear these stories and still worship the Lord. Is it really possible that we can worship the Lord when you're going through these difficult times? And I, and I think that's really just appropriate and timely that we are going through the book of Psalms because it gives words to the emotions that we have. And today, let me encourage you that it is possible, it is possible, and even beneficial and essential that we worship the Lord even in the darkest moments of our lives. It is possible, hindi natin kailangan separate it's possible and even important that we worship the Lord even in the darkest moments of our lives. And so for us to, to process that in the word of the Lord, would you open your Bibles with me in Psalm 130? And as you read, I, I will read it. Just read with me with your eyes. Just as I read, pay attention to the hints and images you know, that you see in this passage about you know yung, the darkness that the psalmist is experiencing. So Psalm 130, let me read. Psalm 130, it's a song of ascent. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. Therefore, you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in His word, I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. 
more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. He Himself will redeem Israel from all their sin. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. Let's pause and just pray and ask the Lord's help as we study His Word. Lord, we thank you that we have you know, a number of psalms that we can, can relate to. That we have this book, Lord God, to connect and reflect what many of us have dealt in the past or dealing right now or preparing us, Lord, to deal with it when it happens to us. Thank you, Lord, for the riches of your word, that it revives and refreshes the soul. And so as we Study Psalm 130 this afternoon. I pray, Lord God, that you will really just encourage us, really inspire us, Lord, to worship you wherever we are in our, in our life, Lord God, whether we are in the peak of the mountains or dark in the valley. You are worthy to be worshipped. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to mold our hearts, shape our hearts, Lord God, shape our minds according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, paano tayo bakakapagsamba sa Panginoon? How can we worship the Lord even in the difficult, darkest moments of our lives? Is it really possible? Let me give you four ways. Four ways on how we can worship the Lord even when we're going through darkness. The first is to... Cry out to the Lord because He hears us. We can cry out to God because He hears us. That's what we see in the first two verses of our passage. Out of the depths of my situation, of my heart, of the difficulty of my life, I cry to you, O Lord. Hear my voice, that's His prayer. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. And this is what I like about, you know, you know, the book of Psalms. It's bold enough to speak the words that sometimes we are too afraid to say. You know, he is essentially saying, the psalmist is saying, God, please pay attention. God, please pay attention to what's going on in my life. I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like you're not listening to me. I don't even feel like you're there. I don't even feel like you care. Those are honest words from a psalmist. You know, bakit, bakit kaya mahirap sa atin to, to talk to God, to cry out to God this way? Bakit kaya mahirap na isigaw natin sa Panginoon what's really coming from our hearts? I can think of two reasons. Number one, we think it's not okay. We don't think it's cool. We don't think it's right to, to speak our minds, to speak our hearts. Kasi, you know, especially sa mga Pinoy, we're, we're polite. Diba? Lord, bakit ka ganyan po? <laughs> we're, we're polite, you know? So, we don't want to shake that respect. And so, we're not sure if crying out to God is okay. And, and this passage gives us that freedom to just cry out to God. But another reason is we don't know how to. We don't know how to cry out to God. I'm listening to a podcast uh, from Tim Keller, and he said, I think he has a book about the, the, song, the Psalms of Jesus, something like that. Sabi niya, the Psalms gives us words on how to talk to God. Psalms gives us words on how to talk to God. And if you read through the Psalms, it's not always polite. It's not always polite. Look at this passage in, in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Does that sound familiar to you? Sound familiar? Do you, sino yung nagsabi niyan? Jesus, right? And I, and I will mention that later on again. Look at this passage and Jesus is quoting this. Jesus himself is saying, my God, my God, bakit mo ko pinabayaan? 
Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning, Oh my God, I cry by day. Ito yung sabi niya. But you do not answer. By night, I find no rest. You know, this is an honest crying out to God and sometimes we need this. Sometimes we need this. We need the words that, that, can, that we can say to the Lord. And when you say this, you are saying, you know, the scripture back to God. You're not, if, if you're still there, yung, I, I'm not sure if, I'm, if that's okay. You just pray this, pray this prayer, you know, in, in your times of worship. If you're having a difficult time, just pray this. Just recite this. You know, the last time I, I talked personally kay Elder Floyd was, uh, I still remember, October 21. That was one, sun, one uh, Sunday after our worship service here. I visit, me and Julie visited him uh, in the hospital. So, si Ate Sincho was there. Of course, Elder Floyd. And kinakwento niya yung, yung miracle that he experienced when he was still in the Middle East. And I'm just so amazed how his faith is being sustained through the difficult time that he experienced. And you know, the prayer that we have, our prayer, we prayed for him and we specifically prayed for healing. We specifically prayed for healing. And because the following day, the following day, magkakaroon siya ng colonoscopy. So he, he's, gonna, he's going through uh, colonoscopy kasi may nakitang bukol dun sa kanyang intestines. So we prayed specifically, Lord, tanggalin mo yung bukol. Tanggalin mo yung nararamdaman ni Elder Floyd. You know, the following day, we heard the update immediately and it says, Praise God, walang bukol na nakita. Walang bukol. Of course, eventually, uh, Elder Floyd was released from the hospital and we said, wow, that's a miracle. We experienced a miracle from this prayer. We, the Lord answered our prayer that walang makikitang bukol and, and everything will be okay. That's a miracle, Right? And then the next news I received, we were in Boracay for the uh, YA conference. The morning I received a text, uh, a Facebook message that says, Elder Floyd has gone home to be with the Lord. I received that message. Hindi ko kagad sinabi kay Julie kasi I was still struggling with, with the news. Because my, uh, my immediate response was, Lord, bakit ganun? Bakit ganun? We prayed for healing and you gave it and after a few days, he's gone. Bakit ganun? And you know what? Let me give you the freedom to say that questions like that are okay to the Lord. You can ask questions to the Lord like that. No, cry out to God your questions, your complaints, because He can handle it. He can handle your complaints, your questions. Don't cry out to Facebook, because what you will hear are trolls. Don't complain on Facebook, because it will just get worse, I tell you. Comment section has a life of its own. Cry out to God because He can handle those questions. You know, we always talk about, when we, when we talk about suffering, we, we always go back to the book of Job, right? You, you all know the story of Job, right? And we always quote yung statement ni Job, which is really good. Ano yung statement na yon? The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, May the name of the Lord be praised. How amazing is that, right? Amazing. What is not quoted sometimes, what is not quoted in Job, is the time he complained. The time he asked questions to the Lord in Job chapter 3. Alam niyo sabi niya? Ang sabi ni Job, Sana hindi na lang ako ipinanganak. Sana yung date na, na, na pinanganak ako, sana hindi na lang nangyari.
and he had friends you know to job had friends trying to help him make sense of what is happening in his life and it's just getting worse right yung friends niya trying to make sense you know what is going on in his life and it's just getting worse yung mga paliwanag nila hindi naman nakakatulong talaga but god is the only one who can sufficiently answer the questions of job the complaints of job the crying out of job and here's where the story of job stands out even if god does not answer the questions he is still worthy to be worshiped hindi naman sinagot yung mga tanong ni job even if the questions were not answered the lord is still worthy to be praised so first thing to do if you don't feel like worshiping because you're you know there's a dark night of the soul you're going through a difficult time in your life just cry out to the lord cry out to the lord look for passages in the psalms that says like this my god my god i don't feel like you're listening to me cry out to god ask him questions when was the last time you really cried out to god And we have this, you know, passage in 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your, all your worries upon Him because He cares for you. Cast all your cares upon Him. In other translation, cast all your anxiety to Him because He cares for you. And those anxieties and worries include, you know, our complaints, our questions, our concerns. Because He cares for you. He cares enough to listen, to hear when you cry. So when you find yourself in that you know, dark moment of your life, just cry out to God. That's the first. Second is, you know, we can confess to the Lord because He forgives us. We can confess to the Lord who forgives us. Verse 3 says, If you, O Lord kept a record of sins, in other translation, iniquity. For those who, you know, want, uh, sorry, Hindi and Greek, it's, it's Hebrew. It's Avon. Yeah. It's Hebrew, not Greek, Avon. Hindi Avon, hindi yung sabon. Avon, iniquity. Mas contemporary, I would say, you know, para mas maintindihan natin, hindi naman natin ginagamit yung iniquity. Eh. Atraso. Utang. Okay? Mas, ma, mas sanay tayo sa utang. Marami tayo niyan. If you, O Lord, kept a record of iniquity, who could stand? But with you, there's forgiveness. Therefore, you are worshipped. You know, this is both an acknowledgement that we have weaknesses and there's a God who forgives us. But, you know, the psalmist is not dwelling in, in his weaknesses. He is focusing on God's forgiveness. You know, I think a few Sundays ago, I mentioned uh, a description about confession. If you remember that, I said confession is like, you know, an, an exhaust vent for the soul. Do you remember that? If you don't remember, I'm repeating it right now. <laughs> confession is like, you know, a vent for your soul. Parang may pressure cooker sa kaluluwa mo sa heart mo and you just need to let that out let the steam out because if you don't you will just explode confession is like that and it's an exhaust vent an exhaust vent for your soul but let me give you another description of what confession is confession is coming out of hiding confession is coming out of hiding Remember the story of Adam and Eve in that you know, chapter where they uh, fall into sin? So when they ate the, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they heard, they heard the Lord walking in the garden, grabe, imagine ko lang yung story, ah. how do you hear the footsteps of the Lord in the garden? 
Siguro thunder yung ano, thunder yung lakad ni Lord doon. They are hearing the the Lord walking in the garden and what did they do? What's the first thing they did? What's the first thing they did? Nagtago sila. Nagtago sila. So ang sabi ni God, ano yung first question ni God to Adam and Eve? Where are you? Okay, where are you? Ito yung dalawang statement ni Adam. Okay, sagot niya kay God, I heard you. Okay, sabi ni Adam, I heard you. I was afraid, so I hid. Okay? Yun ang response niya. Tinanong siya ni God, Where are you? Ang response ni Adam, I was afraid. I heard you. I was afraid because I was naked, so I heard. Is that confession? Is that confession? That's explanation. He's explaining what is you know what he did. Second statement. Bakit ka nagtago? Sabi ni God, di ba? Bakit kayo nagtago? Kinain yung ba yung fruit na sabi sa inyo wag kainin? Response ni Adam. This woman you gave to me. Gave me the e- the fruit to eat. Is that confession? <laughs> That's blaming. That's confession of another person's sin. <laughs> he is confessing of someone else's action. That's not actually confession. He's blaming. Sabi niya, parang ang may kasalanan pa, hindi siya, si, si Eve ang may kasalanan, ang may kasalanan pa si God. Lord, binigay mo sa akin to, napahamak tuloy ako. Sana hindi yun ang experience sa mga... <laughs> Sige, never mind. <laughs> that's, not, that's not confession. Number one, his first statement is explaining what he did. And the second thing is blaming others for his action. You know what confession is? Coming out of that hiding. And, and just saying, Lord, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. That's what, you know, King David did in Psalm 51. If you look into it, you can read Psalm 51. David says, when he was confronted by the prophet Nathan about what he did with Bathsheba and Uriah, sabi niya, Lord, only you have I sinned against. I have not obeyed you, and I have sinned against you. That is confession. It's coming out of hiding. Why is it difficult to come out of hiding? Why is it difficult to confess to the Lord? I can think of one thing. It's difficult to confess to the Lord because we think God is keeping a record of sins. He is keeping, you know, okay, Sunday, so and so, itong ginawa niya. Monday, so-and-so, itong ginawa niya. You know, we think God is keeping a record of sin. We think that because that's what we do, right? That's what we do. We either keep a record of other people's sin against us. Naaalala pa natin yung kasalanan na ginawa ng kaibigan natin sa atin many years ago. Di ba? We keep a record of other people's sin against us. And it leads us to anger. It leads us to bitterness. If not that, we keep a record of our own sins. Here's what I did five years ago. Here's what I did ten years ago. I don't think God can forgive me because I did, I did those things. So it leads us to self-condemnation. It leads us to guilt. And a lot of people who, you know, go through difficult times of depression, 
is suffering with this, with self-condemnation and guilt. A lot of people are having difficulty to come to the Lord because they cannot forgive themselves. They say, I have sinned so much, I don't think, I know God can forgive me, but I cannot forgive myself. And so we wallow in that, you know, in, in that depression and saying, you know, I am beyond repair, I am beyond saving because this is what I did. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of confession. You know, it, leaves, it helps us to come out of hiding. Imagine, just imagine with me for a second, if God is keeping a record of our own sin. Ganong karami na yung file. Just think about, don't think of other people's sin. <laughs> think of ourselves muna. Think of just of ourselves. Kung si Lord naglilista, let's say utang, okay? Utang. Let's, let's categorize that sin into, you know, a debt. How much are you in debt? Kamusta yung listahan? Isang cabinet na ba? Isang room na ba? Naubos na ba yung tinta ni Lord? Kakalista nung iniquity? You know, it's refreshing to know that God does not keep a record of sin. And I will explain how is that is possible later on. Psalm 32 verse 3 says, While I keep silence, while I kept silence, I did not confess. My body wasted away through my groaning all day long. This is what happens when we don't come out of hiding. This is what happens when we don't confess. There's a physical manifestation. There's a physical manifestation when we do not confess. That's why verse 5 says, Then I confess my sin to you. I did not hide my avon. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave my guilt the guilt of my sin. Confession is coming out of hiding. And we can come out of hiding because the Lord does not keep a record of sin. And that's really important when you are going through a dark time of your life because sometimes we would think, this happened to me because of my sin. This happened to me because of a sin of someone else. But for us to realize that the Lord does not keep a record of sin, it reminds us, you know, I can come out of hiding. I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to carry all this iniquity. I can confess to the Lord because He will forgive me. Just imagine what kind of depth, listahan, what kind of storage, is there if God keeps a record of sin? And how is it possible that God does not keep a record of sin? Hindi niya lang sinusulat, pinapabayaan niya lang. I will explain that later on. But here's a, you know, here's a reminder for us. 1 John 1.9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins, hindi lang forgive, but also to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the promise of God. So we can worship while we are, you know, go through a dark time in our lives. We can cry out to the Lord. We can confess to Him. The third is to confidently wait on the Lord because He will act on our behalf. We can confidently wait for the Lord. We wait on Him because He acts for us. Verse 5 says of our passage and verse 6, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. In His word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. That's not a typo. 
that's really there in the Psalms. How many weights do you see in that passage? One, two, three, four, five. In two verses, the psalmist says, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait for the Lord. And we don't just only wait, we confidently wait. And he gave a description on how you wait for the Lord. You wait like a watchman, watchmen wait for the morning. Wala na tayong ganyan eh. Ang closest na lang, ang closest na lang na makakit, pwedeng ma-describe na ganyan, yung security guard dun sa subdivision nyo na night shift. Anong reaction mo kung yung security guard dun sa subdivision nyo natutulog? Nako, makakatanggap ng memo yun. Makakatanggap ng memo yun. Here's a watchman in, in the biblical times. Kailangan ng watchman kasi in a city, kaila, ang city dapat walled siya. Okay? Walled ang city. So kung walled yung city, meron kang mga towers. So ayun yung mga watchtower. Okay? You protect the city from invaders, for destruction, for natural disasters, even for flock, para nakokontrol mo everything. So you have a, a, a walled city, you have watchmen, and the most difficult time for a watchman to have his duty is, obviously, sa gabi, right? Keep in mind, keep in mind, walang kuryente, okay? Walang ilaw. Keep in mind, walang relo to say, okay, 30 minutes na lang, sunrise na. Walang ganun. So this watchman, ang hawak niya lang, maybe uh, a trumpet, maybe a sword, and a, uh, a lamp, you know, to, to light yung kanyang area. What else does he see when he looks outside? Is this. There's nothing wrong with the TV. That's what he's looking to. Nothing. Nothing but darkness. Ngayon, pag, ano, makikita mo yung city lights sa labas, paggabi, nothing but darkness. And so that's why this watchman is waiting for the morning. Kasi tapos na yung shift niya. Hindi lang tapos yung shift niya, yung possibility of danger na minimize. So, you know, the Psalms is saying, no, the way we wait for the Lord, it's just like this watchman who waits for the morning. He is anticipating for that, for that sunrise to happen. He's looking forward to that morning and anticipating over that horizon that the sun will come up. But while waiting, while waiting for that morning, there's nothing else he can do. There is nothing else he can do but to watch that horizon and wait for that sunrise. That's very important. I just keep that image in mind. There's nothing else he can do in the darkness. And that's why many of us who are experiencing darkness feel like I can't do anything. That's obviously correct. Because when you're in the darkness, you can't do anything. You cannot see anything. And so, I'd like to mention this, this quote. When you are going through difficulties and wonder where God is, remember the teacher is always quiet during the test. Good advice? Good advice? Uy, nag-aabang sila ng trick question. <laughs> This is right. This is right in some cases. <laughs> this is correct when you are going through testing in your life. But what is the implication of this statement? The implication of this statement is God is passively watching for you, watching you, and you are doing the work. 
right? Litin ko yun, ha? This statement is implying God is like this. Ano kayong gagawin ni Nathan ngayon? Ano kayong gagawin ni Renz ngayon? And Nathan and Renz are doing the work. They're, they're, they're doing the exam. They're, they're working through the darkness. You know, sometimes the opposite is true. Especially in the darkness. The opposite is true, especially in the darkness. You are the one waiting and God is the one working. You are the one waiting and God is the one acting in the midst of darkness. How amazing is that? Here's a biblical example to prove that point. When, when the Israelites, we talked about you know, uh, Exodus a few months back, they are trapped between the Egyptians coming here and the Red Sea over here and they don't know where to go. Ang reaction ng mga Israelites, Moses, bakit mo kami dinala dito para mamatay? Sana naging slaves na lang kami sa Egypt. And Moses said to the people, Exodus 14, Do not fear, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord. Look at that statement. What is Moses advising and telling the people? To work on something? To fight? Verse 14 says, The Lord will fight for you, and you can be still. In the darkness, the Lord is at work, and you are waiting for Him. You can be still. And that's fine. You can be still in the darkness and watch the Lord work. If we are waiting in the darkness, how do we know that God is acting on our behalf? Paano ko malalaman, Pastor, na gumagawa talaga si Lord kung hindi ko naman siya nakikita, kung hindi ko siya nararamdaman, kung hindi ko siya naririnig? Again, look at the passage that we have. I wait for the soul, my waits, my soul waits, and in His word, I put my hope. Psalm 119 says in 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We see the traces of God at work even in the darkness when we search the scriptures. When we look to the scriptures and not depend on our feelings, not depend on the signs, not depend on the circumstances of our lives, we see the traces of God at work in our lives. Because the word of the Lord is a light unto our path. Here's another promise. Isaiah 40 verse 31. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you are in the darkest moments of your lives, waiting is perfectly fine. Waiting for God to work is perfectly fine. What you do is anticipate for that morning to come, for that sun to arrive. So my practical application would be, you know, if you're waiting for the Lord to answer your prayer, you've been praying for something and it's not happening, just keep praying. Write it down. Lord, I'm waiting for you here. Lord, I'm waiting for you again here. Lord, I'm waiting for you here. And as you write those things down, continue, continue to search the scriptures. Continue to see you know, the, how the scriptures see the trace and trace the work of the Lord in your life. You know, there is time to act. And there is also a time to just wait for the Lord to act on your behalf. But when we act, this is the action that we can do. We can cling to the Lord who saves us.
if there's one thing that we can do while we are in the darkness, it's to cling to the Lord. It's to hold on to Him to, for our dear lives. Verse 7 says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. It's a promise that God will not halfway rescue His people. It's a promise that He will completely redeem those He loves. That's the picture of clinging to someone. That's the picture of clinging to someone. You're putting your full weight on someone. If you have kids, you know that maybe when they're kids, they're holding on to your legs and not letting go. It's putting your full weight. Because if you let go, if, if you don't hold to, to that something or someone, you'll be in trouble. And that's what it means to cling to the Lord who saves us. Putting your full weight on the Lord. And that can happen even when we are, you know, going through depression. Psalm 42 verse 5 says, Why, my soul, are you depressed? Why are you so disturbed within me? And he commands his soul, put your hope in God. Put your full weight on the Lord. Cling to Him. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. That's what worship is, brothers and sisters. It is an act of complete surrender to the Lord. And we can put our hope in Him we can cling to Him because we know He can save us. And how will He do that? The last verse in our passage says, He Himself will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. Again, that's Hebrew for abon. Okay. He Himself will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. He himself, not a messenger, not a champion, he himself will save you. And that was fulfilled in Jesus. That was fulfilled in Jesus. Earlier, I asked you to reflect what kind of record of sin would God be keeping for us or against us? Anong klase ng, anong itsura na nung, nung listahan ng utang natin if God would keep a record of sin? How big it would be? And bakit walang record of sin na tinatago ang Diyos sa atin? Hindi niya lang ba nililista? Sinasabi niya lang, okay lang yun. Try again next time. Nagkasala ko ulit, okay lang yun. Try again next time. You know what happens? When we commit iniquity, when we commit sin, there's a record of it. There's a record of it, but someone pays for it on your behalf. Someone pays for it on your behalf. When Jesus was on the cross, one of his last words says, It is finished. It means tetelestai. Literally, it means it, it's paid in full. The debt of sin, the iniquity that we have is paid in full. It is finished. There's no more, no need for paying off. The debt is paid in full. That's why we can just cling on to the Lord to save us because He can and He did. And he did that on the cross. So how can we worship even in the midst of darkness? Here are four ways. Whether you're going through uh, this darkness now, or you, have, you know someone's going through that, or this is preparing you for future events. 
No, you can cry out to God. You can give Him your questions. Because He hears you. We can confess to the Lord. We can come out of hiding because He forgives us. We can confidently wait on the Lord. We're not the one working. He is the one acting. And we can cling to Him for dear life, for our dear lives because He will save us and He has through Jesus Christ. Let me give you a good advice and something that a lot of people give when you're going through a difficult time. Sabin sa ng friend mo or you say this to your friend, hey, keep your head up, keep fighting, there's there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Narinig na yun? There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And your struggles only make you better in the end. It's good advice, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good advice. And that's an advice that we give to our friends, to relatives, even to ourselves, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But you know what? The gospel is not just good advice. The gospel is literally good news. It's not just an advice that we opt to take or not. Here's the good news. The light of the world is not waiting at the end of the tunnel. The light of the world, Jesus Christ, is with you through the tunnel. Let me repeat that. When someone tells you there's light at the end of the tunnel, just say yes, but I have better news for you. Tell that to your friend. The light of the world is with you through the tunnel. When you're going through the darkness, Jesus is not waiting at the end of that tunnel. Jesus is with you through that tunnel. And you see that in the famous psalm that we, that we hear and say. Sabi ng Psalm 23, even when I must walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. The great shepherd is with you in the valley of your life. He's not just waiting in the green pastures. He's not waiting for you to get out of that darkness. He is with you through that. That's good news, brothers and sisters. He is with you through that darkest valley. And that's not only the good news. The good news is the light of the world himself, Jesus, went through the deepest, darkest tunnel so that you and me can worship even in the darkness. Talaga, pastor? Paano nangyari yun? You remember that passage that we heard? Psalm 23, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus says that. Why do you say, why do you think Jesus said that? You know, the most heartbreaking thing that happened, the most heartbreaking experience of Jesus is not being betrayed by Judas. It's not being denied by Peter, one of his closest friends. It's not even being publicly shamed on the Roman cross, naked and all, crucified. Those are heartbreaking things, but the most heartbreaking thing that ever happened to Jesus is this. When he physically felt that he is separated from the Father, that he is separated from the Father who, who he loves the most, whom loves him the most, he felt in his whole body that because sin is imputed on him, that your sin, my sin, the iniquity of everyone was poured on him. And because of our avon, because of our iniquity were placed on him, he cannot enjoy the fellowship of his father. Jesus went through and experience the darkest moment that we can ever think of. The light of the world went through the deepest, darkest tunnel. He experienced death. He was 
He was in the tomb. He died. Hindi yun trick. Hindi yun magic. He, he literally died. He was placed in a tomb where there is no light. He literally experienced darkness and he experienced darkness of death. He experienced that to bring us from darkness to light. That's the good news, brothers and sisters. That even when we go through darkest tunnels of our lives, your darkness will be temporary because of Jesus. That darkness will not remain because of Jesus. That darkness will never overcome the grace of the Lord in your life. And here's our future hope. Here's our future hope. Revelations 22.5 says, And there shall be no more darkness there. They need no candles, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. You know, the darkness that we experience it remains here. It remains temporary. It will not overcome you. You know, there was a time, of course, I'm, I'm part of a worship team. That's, that's something that I, I enjoy doing. There was a time that many churches, many pastors, many leaders were concerned of the songs that we sing in church. Because they're too, they're too happy. <laughs> It does not connect to some of the emotions that we experience, you know, outside the church. And so I'm glad, you know, some of the old songs that we have are being brought. Some of the uh, contemporary songs that we sing from time to time, you know, reflect more of this, something that we talk about, the darkness of our lives. So I'll, I'll mention some of the songs. You can listen to it on your own time, Spotify, whatever. You know, songs like, Though You Slay Me, Though You Slay Me by Shane and Shane. Songs like, Lord, I Need You by Matt Marr, Matt Marr. A hymn like, He Will Hold Me Fast. And there's this song by Hillsong, Even When It Hurts. You know, you know those are songs that connect to, you know, a difficult time in your life. But this is personal to me. This is, this is a song that helped me through a, a, period of my, a period of my life where I went through a dark moment. The title of the song is I Know. Uh, the singer is Daryl Evans. You don't hear him now. This is uh, the singer that brought you Trading My Sorrows. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Uh, the, song that gave you, the singer that gave you Your Love is Extravagant. So this is, not, this is one of the less famous songs, but the song goes like this. Though I'm walking through the valley of the darkest hour I've known, Lord, don't you leave me all alone. When I'm surrounded by the shadows that seem to feed my fear, I will trust you, though I may not feel you here. Chorus says, but I know that your love is unfailing. We sang that earlier. I know your grace is so amazing. And even though my faith be shaken, I still know that I'll never be forsaken because you are always faithful, I know. Verse 2 says, When my bed has been floating on the flood of all my tears, seems as though my joy has disappeared. Still, I will not put my hope. So, merong line na wala dyan. Still, I will not put my hope in what I feel or see. I will cling to you and trust you're holding me. The bridge goes on. I worship you. I look to you. I trust you with my life. I worship you. I look to you. Come lift my head up high. And I, I like the ending of this verse. Lord, I don't know where I'm walking, 
but I'll take it day by day. And I'll cling, hold your hand, and you will lead the way. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you today. Not coming from a heart that's proud. Not coming from a heart that's overly confident. In fact, for many of us, just quite the opposite. We are coming from you from our brokenness. We are coming to you from from a difficult time. We are coming to you from a broken heart. We are coming to you, Lord God, because we have so many questions. Lord, we thank you for this psalm that gives words to our emotion. Thank you for the privilege that we can just cry out to you that you can handle our complaints, that you can handle our questions. Lord, for those who are holding back to cry out to you, either because they do not know, they are not sure if that's okay, or they do not know how to do it, Lord, grant them the courage and remind them and encourage them that you are hearing them. Lord, tulungan mo sila na iiyak sa'yo, Panginoon. When they have complaints, Lord God, grant them the courage to just cast all their anxieties and cares to you. Remind them that you care. Remind us that you listen. Remind us that your ears are closer to our hearts than we think. Lord, I pray for our brothers and sisters here. I pray for our community who need to come out of hiding, who need to confess, Lord God, our iniquities to you. Because if we're just keeping it to ourselves, it's just eating us from within. Help us confess to you, Lord God. And be reminded, be reminded, Lord God, that you do not keep a record of all our sin. It is paid in full because of Jesus. And so we can just daily ask your help and say, Lord, we need you every hour we need you. Let confession be a habit of ours, seeking your forgiveness, seeking your grace, and recognizing our weaknesses and recognizing, Lord God, that you forgive us and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, for many of us have been waiting for so many years for you to answer their prayers. Continue to sustain them, Lord God, that you are at work in their lives, even if they don't hear it, even if they don't feel it, even if they don't know what is happening, you are at work, Lord. You are at work and you will fight for them. Grant them, Lord God, the tenacity to wait furthermore and wait for that morning to happen in their lives so that when, when that happens, they will continue to worship you. Lord, I pray for those who have yet to surrender their lives to you. I pray, Lord, that you will plant the seed of the gospel in their hearts today and that they will respond by clinging to you for salvation. For those of us who have clung on different things that we feel will save us, who we hold, we held on to different things other than you, we thought, Lord God, that relationships, money, fame, and even affirmation from other people will save us. Lord, forgive us. Remove our hands from those things that will not really save us and help us cling to you because you are able to save us. You are mighty to save. 
Lord, you know, our, our church is still mourning from, from the loss of a dearly loved elder here in our church. And some churches are also having a difficult time in the passing of Pastor Eli Mirasol and difficult time, Lord God, in relationships, in community, struggling, Lord God, through all these things. But we hold on to our future hope that there will come a time there will be no more darkness, there will be no more tears, no more pain, and we will worship you forever and ever. We hold on to this hope, knowing that you are with us even through the darkest valley of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.